You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so Bezras Hashem, this week's Parsha Shir, Pasha Vayakel, is the Schus Rufuah Shalem of Yaakov Meir Rachmiel ben Chaya, who's in need of a Rufuah Sanefesh and a Rufuah Saguf, as well as all of Chole Yisrael, as well as Chole HaOlam, and Bezras Hashem in the, in, the, in the merit of Torah learning, in the merit of living with the times, that we should be able to draw down just something good for another person in this world. Okay, Beseder. <clears throat> so, first Pasuk says, Vayakal Moshe es koladas b'nei Yisrael, v'yomer aleihem ila ha-dvarim asher tziva Hashem la'asoy soysam. That Moshe Rabbeinu gathered together the congregation of Israel, the Jewish people, the collective, the whole, gathered them together, and he spoke to them, telling them specific things, commandments about what to do. And we'll see exactly what Chazal tell us is being told over there. But what I want to focus on right now is Vayakel Moshe's Koladas B'nai Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered together all of the Jewish people. The idea of Moshe is both Moshe Rabbeinu, it is Moshe our teacher, Moshe our master, that the Musag, the concept of Moshe Rabbeinu, Raya Mahemna, the teacher of Israel, the Shoresh of the Torah, Torah's Moshe, that individual Moshe, Lokam Navi Odbi Yisrael Kamosha, that there will never be a prophet as great as Moshe Rabbeinu, who is capable of seeing, like the Zohar Kadush tells us, like Chazal tell us, through a lens that was clear that in spite of the fact that there were other tzaddikim in the world, in spite of the fact that there were other teachers and generations of the transmission of Torah to the Jewish people, both externally on a historical level as the transmission of tradition, as well as internally on a psychological and spiritual level, which is the expression of spiritual consciousness within the individual. That all comes from Moshe Rabbeinu. Because as we're going to see, according to the tzaddikim, and this is true for both the base medrash of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, as well as the base medrash of the Vilna Gon. On a certain level, this idea is expressed in a much more specific and powerful way in the teachings of the Vilna Gon, and his Talmidim, Reb Chaim Velazhner, Reb Menachem Mandel Shklov, Reb Dekazek Haber, Reb Yitzchak Kahana, the Leshem Shwe Vachloima, and the Balelita, the traditions that come down from those tzaddikim, that lineage of the tzaddik elita, that world of the Vilnagon, they focus more on this idea of how Moshe is not simply the historical teacher of the Jewish people, 
the singular prophet who receives directly from on high, so to speak. But Moshe Rabbeinu is an element within each and every one of us as well. And yes, we have to connect to Moshe Rabbeinu outside of us. We have to connect to the idea of Moshe Rabbeinu of Tzadikim Amitim, and the transmission of the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu or parts of that spiritual content of Moshe Rabbeinu, the neshama of Moshe, the mind of Moshe, which expresses itself throughout history in all of the tzaddikim and all the tamidei chachamim, to the extent that we know that when Chazal wanted to acknowledge one another's profound idea, they said, Moshe, Shapir Ka'art, Moshe, you have said very good. You said good, Moshe. Because in truth, all of the Tanayim, all of the Amoraim, all of the Tzadikim, every Chiddush of Torah throughout the entirety of history, it emerges in a particular name, the individual who put it out, whether it be a Tzadik like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the Arizal, the Bashem Tov, Rabbi Nachman, Tzadikim Amitim in our generation, the children of Moshe, or every single individual, every single thought that a person has that in truth, that Chiddush is really coming from the place of Moshe within a person. So you can call a person Moshe and say, very good, you said good Moshe, even though the person's not Moshe, because all thought, all holy thought, all Chiddush Torah, all spiritual creativity descends and emerges from within that Kayach of Moshe that exists within each and every person. So there's an idea that Vayakal Moshe is called Adas B'nai Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu Raya Mahemna, the Navi of Yisrael, that Sheresh of Mashiach, the individual, the person himself, and whatever or however that manifests in our reality. There's that. There's the historic process of finding Moshe and the generation of connecting to Moshe, of learning Torah's Moshe. But there's also an element of, of seeking Moshe out in our minds, of seeking Moshe out in our own minds. And on one level, Vayakal Moshe is called the leader calls and gathers together the people after the trauma after the shattering, after this profound cataclysmic event of the Egel Hazahav, of this sudden descent into like this unexpected chaos. It was so unexpected to the extent that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't, couldn't understand, couldn't believe what he was hearing. And it was that sudden onset that, that broke open the calmness of Har Sinai, that Melchama Bamachana, that war, that that Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu to say Mila Hashem Elai and to, to utilize the concept of war and the Cherev, like we spoke about in Maisa Mei Bitachon, to be Mahapech the Cherev of Misa, the sword of death, into the Cherev Pipiois Biyadam, into that Cherev of Lashon, into that, the sword of speech, the power of Jewish speech, the power of Jewish tefillah. That all of those, all of those elements come from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is called Moshe Rabbeinu gathers everybody together after the fall, after the shattering, and everyone gathers like a leader. Or, read on a different level, on that psycho-spiritual level within the neshama, when I'm trying to live with the parasha HaKadoshah, when I'm trying to understand what does Moshe Rabbeinu mean to me right now? How could it possibly be that a person has shaykhs to Moshe Rabbeinu at this point in history? But the Chiddush is that when we understand what Moshe is and what the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu is within the Neshama, then a person comes to realize that they're never not Makusher to the Emas. They're never not Makusher to the depth of Amuna. 
of Moshe Emes Vesaraso Emes, of the absolute knowledge at the deepest recesses of our unconscious and our subconscious and our imaginations is the acknowledgement of Moshe Emes Vesaraso Emes, that the origin, the origination of truth emerges in the world through the spiritual veil, that masve, that is Moshe Rabbeinu. And it gathers together things that have scattered. When a person is traumatized, when something sudden appears on the scene, there's a scattering, there's a breaking apart, there's a cracking up. That which was whole is now in, in parts. Now, none of that is absolute because the whole is always in the part and the part is always in the whole, but the process of capital T trauma on a certain level, but not part of this year, but especially on a lowercase t trauma level or the trauma of everyday life, when, when something happens unexpectedly, it shatters things, it scatters the pieces. It's levatala, it goes elsewhere, it, it scatters into sparks of nothingness, as the Zohar HaKadosh tells us. The sparks that appear and disintegrate without any significance. And the notion of kahal, the notion of kahila is to gather that together, is to, to re-regather those scattered points, to, to draw those sparks back into the, the source of the light, to, to draw the light back into the luminary, to, to, to draw the light in its expression back into the source of light prior to its expression. That koyach of, of hakel, of gathering together, that koyach of, of sharhanun, of hakel, of gathering together and everybody biyachad, and the koyach of, of the yovel and the freedom. That kehila is a gathering together of that which was separate. Now, there are things that are whole that never disintegrate, and that's an amazing level, but what a person is lacking is the, the, the pleasure, the pleasure and the spiritual intensity that ascends when a person tries to return from imperfection back to perfection. In the light of the Klal, in the light of Bechor Chet HaEgel, when there was no need for Moshe Rabbeinu to draw down the secret of Tshuva, Klal Yisrael were Kibnei Malachim. Klal Yisrael were like Malachi Elyon, higher. We were higher, everything was there, but there was no Kayach of Tshuva. There was no Kayach of regathering things. There was no need for, for a, a Hakel. There's no need for a gathering together of that which is now separate. And the Kayach of Tshuva, the Kayach of Hakel, which only happens after an Egel, is the ability to, to try and sew back together those parts that have scattered, that have become discombobulated, of bilbul, of not knowing what's what, of not seeing any connectivity in my experience, of feeling one way when I'm davening, feeling another way when I'm done davening feeling one way when I'm with the people I enjoy, feeling another way when I'm not with the people I enjoy. Terrified at moments and confident in moments, living with these separations and, and factions within the self, this, this broken apartness of the self, this tornness of the soul. That only happens post-Egel. Now, it just so happens to be that all of our tzaddikim spoke to us at this level, the Balatanya, Shusa Yoganalenu, the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim of Russia, the tzaddikim who came from that place and were able to be mamtik and, and sweeten the, the harshest of klipos, what the tzaddikim called the chevya bisha, that the tzaddikim, the Alter Rebbe comes to teach us that you have two chalakim to you. You have a nefesh of Ahamis and you have a nefesh alokus. It's always going to feel like there's a split. It's always after the egel. It's always after the tzimtzum. It's always after mincha. 
It's always the beginning of dusk. And the Balatanya comes and says, okay, so you're a Bainani. Accept the fact that things are scattered apart. You're a Bainani. There's in-betweens in your life, which implies scatteredness, because when something is unified, there's no space of in-between. So we have to take for granted that we're going to experience the self in a torn way, in Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Alukus. Or what Rav Soloveitchik, the Rav, pointed out, based on what one must imagine to be his study of Tanya, that there's two elements to the human being as well. There's Adam one and Adam two. There's the man nature of versus the man persona. There's the ability to conquer and there's the ability to transform and create. But that's already a splitness of the soul. It's already two. Rav Kuk, Rav Avram Yitzchak, a coin Kuk, a coin Gadol. He wrote in a in a response to uh, to Brenner's criticism of Rav Kuk's idealism, his early holy idealism in, in the town of Yafo, by the waters of Yafo, where he was trying to reveal where Maran Harav was trying to reveal the Koyacha Amiti in Nishma Yisrael. And he said, no, really, they don't want creativity. They want something big. They, they need something big. The Jewish people need something big, something that will satisfy their big desires. And Brenner wrote back to him, he says, Chod harav, I respect you, I love you, you're wonderful, but perhaps it's you that's torn. We're just fine over here. Perhaps it's you with this dual vision. Perhaps it's merely a spiritual projection of sorts in the way that one can say such a thing by the tzaddikim. <clears throat> and Rav Kook wrote in a ketta, in a beautiful ketta, that he says, Misha amar alai karua, he who said about me that my soul is torn, yafa amart, he spoke very well, of course my soul is torn. There's no such thing as a soul that's not torn. There's no such thing as a scatteredness, as a falling apart. As a falling apart. But the secret is how to fall apart without going to pieces for a person to be able to find cohesiveness. But there's always a scattering because awareness is always secondary. It's always after a chet ha'egel. It's always after the sudden onset and the descent into war, into mulchama, into concealment. And Rav Kook says, of course my soul is torn. There's no such thing as a whole soul. The only thing that's whole is something that is inanimate. But my job is to connect them. That's the secret of Yehudim. And so after the Egel, our thoughts are scattered. We're scattered. Our minds are mibulbal. So comes Moshe Rabbeinu, l'hakel es Moshe es Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes to gather together, to gather together the separate pieces to bring them back together, to return them back to the point of origin, to, to engage with multiplicity and, and trace its roots back into the heart of unity itself. Moshe Rabbeinu Raya Mahemna, the one who is willing to turn, to turn to Kisar Liros, that Moshe Rabbeinu turned his head to notice the burning bush. And Sadiqim tell us that the Chiddush of Moshe Rabbeinu was the Chiddush of Bechira, that a person chose to turn their head, Kitsar Liros. What did Moshe Rabbeinu see? What is this Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu to gather together those broken places and draw them back into that central place? Moshe Rabbeinu, the Tzadikim tells us, the Magad of Mizrich tells us that what Moshe Rabbeinu saw at the Sne Haboyer Be'esh Ve'inenu Uchal, <clears throat> that burning bush that was not being consumed, that capacity to experience at once both burning desire as well as a state of satiation, with neither canceling the other out, 
or phrased differently, to experience an awareness of ayin, of nothingness, and ani, and the ego as the expression of somethingness at the very same moment to reveal the truest unity of all, which is that both of those oppositional traits are part of a singularity that can't be grasped. That koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu was to see the snebor be'ish, to see the difficulty and the, the abject reality of this world, the thorniness of this world. And it was in flames, and it was, and it was the lowest of the low. And when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that, he came to understand the secret of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. That Moshe Rabbeinu is the koyach to go into the separation and draw it back to unity. And the reason Moshe Rabbeinu is able to do that is because Moshe Rabbeinu is associated with the sense of das. Moshe Rabbeinu is described as, as the das of Klal Yisrael, as the das of the world. Oy. One of the one of the elements, one of the elements of Das is that typically speaking, when it comes to understanding consciousness, when it comes to understanding contemplation or psychological livedness or awareness of the, the workings of one's mind. Now, obviously, the what it's most principled to, to explain first and foremost that each person only interprets their own mind in accordance with the level of their nullification and their bittal to tzaddikim. The more bittal, the more the, the, the mind of a, <laughs> of a thinker can convey the das of the tzaddikim, which is the das of Moshe. So this is not to claim that this is what das means on any level, but, but it's, it's like Rabbi Nachman says in, 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 in Sichos Aran, Os Aleph, based on the Tukunei Zohar of Kol Chad Lefum Shira Dilei, that each and every person is their own world and each and every person grasps the Das of Moshe in a different way. And they grasp their Mochen in a different way. And consciousness for one person is a, <coughs> is a lowly level and consciousness to another one is a higher level. It's all relative to each and every individual's way of, of seeing to one's own understanding of Das. That just as the visage, the face, that irreducible concealment at the heart of human experience, as Levinas would say, that face, that panim, that is inaccessible on a certain level, which demands of us more than we can possibly ever complete, <clears throat> the, the face is different and the das is different. The externalities of a person is different and the internal experience of a person is different. The body is different and the soul is different, reminding us that each and every person is their own universe. <clears throat> but when it comes to understanding the workings of the mind, there's an idea of chachma, of bina, and of das. Of chachma being the first principle, the way of grasping something in its totality. Now, obviously, these are simply the, the irreducible stamps of, of loftier ideas that are rooted in nothingness, which is the spheros and the partsufim and all of that. But we know with the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh that that's not what we're studying. We're studying the Besari Eloikai. The Baal Shem Tov knew how sick we were. Baal knew we couldn't possibly even contemplate the possibility of living up to the ideals that those writings demand of an individual or to grasp those ideals. So the Baal comes along and says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my children, they're, they're not alive. They're, they're unconscious. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down again and he says, my children are sleeping. You need to wake them up. You need to whisper their name into their ear. You have to say Yisrael. You have to wake them up. And the way that you wake a person up is to give them medicine. 
The Baal Shem Tov came and he, he offered the slumbering soul of the Jewish people what it so desperately needed, which was a new expression of the Das of Moshe. We couldn't grasp what the Arizal was saying necessarily. We couldn't understand the Partsufim. We couldn't understand what Sviros might mean. That doesn't mean a person stops trying ever. Adarabah. But ultimately the Baal Shem Tov came in and said, here, you know, take this medicine. This medicine will allow you to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in your own mind, in your own das, in your own das. But Chachma is the ability to see everything in a large principle. Everything is whole. It's a holistic vision of the idea. It's also associated with a burst of enthusiasm where a, a feeling or an experience is just totally fully present in front of me. Or it might be just an educational idea, contemplation, or the study of the idea that everything is good, everything is equal, everything is present in this moment, in my thought. I don't have to think about anything else. I don't have to be distracted. That chachma is associated with expansivity. It's where everything is unified. It's those moments of pure faith, of enod milvado, which are most generally speaking aspirational in nature, at least for, at least for, at, at least for me. But to, to understand, to understand that state of Enon Mavado. Then there's Bina. Bina is understanding. Bina is Hameven Davar Mitoch Davar. Bina is already separating between the original idea, already being in a space of distortion. The idea has now broken itself up into particulars, innumerable particulars sometimes, and it's harsher here. Ideas don't seem to be unified. There's certain feelings in one moment, certain feelings in another moment, certain feelings of success of grasping the idea, certain feelings of not. Ani bina li gvura. Gvura comes from that place of bina, of separation of the mind. Havana sadavar mitoch davar. Understanding something from another, already the implication of two possibilities, something and the other, versus chachma, which is only itself. Bina is something and that which emerges from that original thing. It's the emergence of, of duplicity, of something coming from something else. And at that point, those ideas are, are scattered and a person doesn't have a clear grasp. What these two stages of contemplation also represent are that in Chachma, I understand an idea in a burst of enthusiasm. And Bina, I'm trying to get down to the nitty gritty of the idea. I want to understand it. I want to know it. I want to have it. And then there's Das, and Das is connectivity. Das is the ability for an individual to take the idea, to take the word of Torah, to take the insight of holy impulse, a decision to direct my life in a good way, to return back from an ego, to return back from anxiety into Menucha Sanefesh. That only comes about by way of Das. Das is drawing the idea down into experience. Das is no longer just studying it. Das is no longer contemplating it. Das is no longer knowing how to explain it in detail or in general. But Das is the capacity of each person to translate that idea into an experience that takes place silently in the self, which leaves a person feeling more hopeful, more filled with faith in, in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, calmer, that's a giloy of das in a person. It's the ability for me to connect the idea into a real experience.
to allow it to affect me. Not to remain encapsulated in the mind, but to have an impact on the way that I look at the world. That it's a me'ira senayim. The Das of Moshe gives us eyes to see. It's not simply a intellectual or even cognitive experience. It's a way of being. It's a mood. The Das of Moshe is when it goes from the head into the rest of the body, into emotions, into unconsciousness, into the lower parts of ourselves, into moments of fear. It takes the ideal and it forces it to be drawn down into the real. And this Das, this ability to be present with something and to actually allow it to change the way I see a situation, to change the way I look, to change the way I think, to change my assumptions. That Koyach of Das is the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Das of Yisrael. And any time a Jewish individual engages in the capacity to transform an idea into a transformative experience, no matter how small, no matter how imperceptible the movement that the individual engages in, that's a giloy of Moshe Rabbeinu in our generation. That's the hamshacha of the light of Moshe, gathering together those broken sparks, forcing them back into Adas B'nai Yisrael, which is why Adas, the congregation of Israel, is Osios Das. It's the knowledge of Moshe. It's the knowledge that is within us, within our mind, within that corpus callosum that holds the two spheres of our right and left hemispheres together where the cerebral spinal fluid meets kind of the rest of the body, those 18 cholios shebeshedra, those 18 brachos of Shmona Esrei, that koyach of, of Chaim, the tzaddik who is Chai, the Chaim of Moshe Rabbeinu, Chaim kulchem hayom, the Torah's Chaim, that Moshe Rabbeinu gives us life, the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu that exists within our very Das. We're a part of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're a part of that irreducible collective nature of Das of Moshe. And that Das of Moshe is hidden in our books, in our experiences, in our fears, in our every moment that a person, a Jewish person is conscious and allows the moment to become an experience, a divine encounter where I draw HaKadosh Baruch Hu into my life whether it's a moment of bitachon or amuna or simcha or yira or atzvah chas v'shalom or marishchayra or daiga, all of the different colors of human experience, every moment is an encounter with the das of Moshe to uncover that spark of Moshe within us. Because in truth, each and every individual is the nikuda of Moshe. We are our Moshe. The Moshe within us is the most essential part of us. Everything else that covers over the das of Moshe is, is what conceals, it's the masve. It's the mask that covers over the essence of Moshe Rabbeinu or the, or the covering of Moshe. The Mo'orinayim, the Tzaddik of Chernobyl, the Tzaddik of Chernobyl, Tzaddikim, Tzaddikim asher ba'aretz heima, ba'aretz heima ba'adirei kol chefsebam, the Tzaddikim who are buried in the most unholy of places, that they, they illuminate the world, the tzaddikim, me'iras enayim, hum me'iras enenu, v'yamitztov banenu. The koyach of the tzaddikim to see good and to be mamtik and to draw down oiris of das, to be buried in those places, the tzaddikim of Chernobyl. The Mo'orinayim says, you want to know what Chazal mean when they say that we don't know the burial of Moshe? Chazal tell us that because Moshe is such an essential element to 
the origin, the process, and the ultimate culmination of, of reality, of Jewish experience, that one can say that all of reality is, is the unfolding of Das of Moshe. It's the further expression of Das of Moshe, the further expression of the Torah, until we come to that place of Mashiach, which is the secret of Masha Hayahushiyihia. As the Tukunari Zohar say, Ad Shabal Shilo, Shilo, which is the secret of Mashiach, is also the Gematri of Moshe. Mechoikek, that Moshe Rabbeinu Rabbi Nachman says that Mechoikek, Mechoikek is the gematria, Mechoikek is the gematria of, okay, Mechoikek, somehow I have to figure out the Cheshman, I don't know it right now, but Mechoikek is the secret that Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman says, is expressed not only in the mind of an individual, but in every part of the body. That there's a Das of Moshe, there's muscle experience, there's physical experience. That the Das of Moshe, the further we come to that place of Mashiach, the Das of Moshe is mispashet more and more from the mind into every element of mindful experience. To the extent that it's about mindful eating and mindful walking, to be Magala the Kadusha Sanashama within the guf itself, to be Meir the guf like the Tzadikim teach us, which is higher than the Neshama. That Moshe Rabbeinu, why don't we know where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried? We don't know where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried because of that lofty level. And we try to understand the burial place of Moshe. We try and understand where the light of Moshe is hidden, where the Das is hidden. And the Chazal tell us that there were certain members of, of, of Yiddishkeit who tried, they tried to find the place, the burial place of Moshe Rabbeinu. And they came to a garrison, they came to a military station at the edge of a cliff in the desert, buried near Balpa'or, buried in the most disgusting and wasteful of all concepts and reality. Buried in that place of Pa'or, in that place right outside the border of Eretz Yisrael, not quite there yet in a state of suspended suspended animation or arrested development. That, mo that or of Moshe that doesn't enter into Eretz Yisrael yet. It's not there yet. It's not fully revealed yet. And they looked down and from above it appeared that the grave of Moshe was below. And when they went below, they looked up and it appeared that the grave of Moshe was above. And they described that the grave of Moshe is such a paradoxical space, the paradox of Das, of the connectivity between something and nothing, between experience and feeling, between thought and feeling, rather, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael, between the Torah and the Neshama, that irreducible place of Das, which is the combination of opposites in a way that allows the opposites to not only sustain themselves through one another, but to reveal something greater than themselves, a Toisefes of Das. That dance, that paradox expressed itself in the idea of those who were above saw it as below, those who were below saw it as above. Nobody could reach it. Nobody knew where it was buried. And the Ma'orinayim says, you want to know why? Because it's buried in each and every one of us. And a person can't find themselves. A person has to come to understand what their selves are, the true koyach of ourselves, but the Das of Moshe is buried in us and therefore we can't see it. We can only look outwards. But the moment we start to close our eyes and hear the voice of the Tzadikim to the Tzadikim Ha'amitim in our generation, the Talmidim Ha'amitim of all of the Tzadike Hadoyres and the Yechide Hadoyres up back to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
that when a person realizes that that koyach of calmness, that koyach of das that exists within each and every one of us is, is a chilek built in mufrad from us. Our ability to be present is the experience of v'yakel Moshe es kol adas b'nei Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered together the scatteredness of experience and revealed the inner power of the mind to feel unified for a second, to know to know something so true because I understand that I can never understand it on a level of Chachma or Bina to be true. I can only force it to be true on a level of Das. I can choose in this moment to be Boicher. Bechira is de dependent. Free choice is dependent on the concept of Das. Of Ein Das Havdalaminayin. If there's no knowledge, then there's no separation. That Das is the capacity to see distortion and separation, but hold it together as two parts of a singular whole. And that Das is in each and every one of us. But but the Das is the Das is hidden. The Das is hidden. It's concealed. There's a Hester Hadas. There's a Bilbul Hadas. There's, there's a, a fear of das. There's a das. Every moment the person's mind is connected to another terrifying thing. Every single moment the person's mind forces them, forces them to be terrified of what their mind is capable of connecting to. That Yosef das, Yosef machov. There's so much that a person can see in the outside world that's terrifying. It's overwhelming. But the Ikrnakud of Das is to be present in that moment with that thing. With that thing. When I have Das, I'm not lacking anything. Das is the ability to say right here, right now, I have a koyach of hischabrus, of connectivity to the essence of things. Whether I know it or not, the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin came to teach this very point that even in the loss of Das, in the vacuum of Das, there's still Das there. Das is irreducible. We're always connected. We just have to recognize the depth of our connectivity to uncover the hiddenness of Moshe Rabbeinu from within us, to be mevakshe Moshe, to go search out the Nekudah of Moshe within us, the Nekudah of Das. The Nekudah of Das, Rabbi Nachman says, the Nekudah of the Beis HaMikdash. It's Binyan Beis HaMikdash. And that when a person has Das, when a person has awareness, when a person is fully present with an idea and not allowing their mind to skip forward or to move backwards or to be distracted or to be lulled and seduced into the, 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 the infinite ruminations of, of possibility and anxiety. When a person is meschazek and the meschaber and they have an akuda of Das, in that moment, they're not missing anything. The Bilisamikdash is built. The Beis HaMikdash is built. I have my Mishkan. I have my place to dwell. Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. Lev Das. The heart is the site of Das. Because that's the site. That's the emotional element of consciousness. Which is the ability to transform mindlessness into mindfulness. That place of Das within the heart is the binion of the Beis HaMikdash. That's when the, the heart is full. And a person, when the heart is full, Rabbi Nachman teaches us that when I have a full heart, when I have a lev ladas, when I have a lev basar, when I'm present in this moment, I'm not missing anything. I have the mishkan ha'idus, the mishkan ha'idus, which is the physical manifestation of das in this world. Those places, those holy places in our homes, in our bate midrashim, bate knesiot, in other people's homes, those real places. 
that mishkan, that, that temporary space and that permanency of space for Kedusha in our lives, those safe spaces in our lives, it's a mishkan ha'edus. Edus is the osios of deos, keel deos Hashem. That das always means that there are two ways of looking at something, but if you choose to look at something in a positive way, and to be machriya your das l'chapschus, and to direct your mind to focus on the positive in that moment, it's a mishkan ha'edus. A person has created a space for their das. There's an amazing Misa, it's known that, it's known that there was a hiskashris between Hasidei Breslov, the Talmidim Ha'amitim of Rabbi Nachman, as well as the Talmidim of the Meishiloyach and Radzin. And the Shoresh, the Shoresh Begiloy, the revealed element of the connectivity had to do with the Tcheles, the Tachles, the end of all things, the purpose of all things, the essence of all things within each and every moment of identifying that there's a tachlis in every moment, that capacity to taste the light of Mashiach in this world. But the Arizal tells us that tchilas can't come until the future, but there were certain tzaddikim that said, no, the future is also in the present. Sadikim never really say, lefianias daiti, that no, the Arizal is wrong, you can't, it's not only in the future that you could have tchilas, you could have it in the present also. I, I think on a certain level, kuliyama lo pligi, but there are certain tzaddikim who say you can draw that level of lasid lavo into the present in such a way that the mitzvah becomes present. And that was the tzaddikim of Radzin and Ishbitz and also the tzaddikim of Breslov to see the future in the present. The tachlis, like Rabbi Nachman says that dashish tachlis vishish oid tachlis, that there's a tachlis to a tachlis and the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin, you know, they believed so deeply in a tachlis that there was absolutely nothing, no matter how pointless that was without a point. There was no, nothing in the world that could be so bilti tachlis that it didn't have a tachlis. Everything is significant. And so there was a hiskashus in Uman, in Uman, in the burial place of, of the tzaddik said Oilam Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, Rabbi Nachman Menfega, Schusa Yogen Aleinu. That in that place, Rabbi Nachman wanted to be buried in that place. Rabbi Nachman wanted to be buried at the end of the world. Rabbi Nachman wanted to be buried in the belly of the snake, Mamish. The Vilna Gon says, you want to know where Moshe Rabbeinu was really buried and why we can't find it? It's in the belly of the snake. However, there's so much to talk about when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu, but Rabbi Nachman wanted to be buried in that place of Uman, that place where so many Jews were murdered. Al-Kiddush Hashem. Lev Haskala, that, that center point of what Rabbi Nachman and the Tzadikim Amitim were coming to, to reveal in the world, to fix in the world. And the Tzavada in the belly of the snake, the Tzadik, the bigger the Tzadik, the lower down they go into, into reality, into history, to be Megala, the Kayach Amiti of the Dashal Moshe within the Hagdaros of Hariul Hashem Kol Haaretz, within the specificity and the Gvulim of Halacha and the Torah and all of the Das of Moshe. And the shiurim of Moshe, never chas v'shalom beyond that. But Rabbi Nachman wanted to be buried in the belly of the snake. He was buried in the vav of Gichon, the central letter of the Torah. And <clears throat> the shama of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, the neshama of the tzaddikim amitim, are, are in two places at once. There, there's always an, a, a chutzlaretz, there's always that place of uman, that, that place of concealment, and there's also the space of Yerushalayim, which is the ability to see everything as good and, and to reveal the capacity 
for a tzaddik emes to be megala, the light of, of Kudshabrihu in this world by way of Yerushalayim. That we don't need, we don't need the, the darkness. We don't need the darkness of that pratiyut. But it's echad shtushtayim, there's, there's one that is two, that mysterious place of above and below at once in Uman. So the Said Yesharim, Rav Gershon Hanach of Radzin, was there once with Rav Avram, Benar of Nachman, with Rav Avram Starnhertz, Dor Ravii to Breslov. Was mukusha to many many tzaddikim outside of the realm of Breslov to spread the light of the Nachal Nevi'im Makor Chachma. And he was in Uman. He was by the Tzion of Rabbi Nachman in Uman, and it's brought down in the writings that he turned to the person that he was with, turned to the person that he was with, and he said, "Now I understand the statement in Chazal that says that when it comes to finding the grave of Moshe." that to those who are above, it appeared to them below, and to those who are below, it appeared to them that they were above. Because on a certain level, what Rabbi Nachman comes to teach and what the Das of Moshe comes to teach is that the ultimate hasaga of Das is ad delo yada, the tachlis ayadiyah that the apex of Das, the fullest expression of Das is coming to the place where I realize that I don't know anything. I don't know anything, I can't know anything because everything is infinite and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite and to grasp anything in an absolute way would be to be magshimit, to make it smaller than it actually is. I can't ever chap the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I can't chap the essence of anything. Roka Aretz we say every morning that HaKadosh Baruch Hu spreads the ground out above water, the instability of all things and the flowing waves of all things and the menucha of all things. Because when a person comes to that place of that the ultimate hasaga of knowledge is that I can't know anything, that's when I allow myself to be present. That's when I allow myself to have das shalim or to pretend that I have das shalim. Be'ezra Sashem. Be'ezra Sashem, that hasaga, the, the hasaga of das, the hasaga of Moshe Rabbeinu, the connection to the Torah of Moshe, it should be it should be a light that emerges and emerges every week from the Torah's Moshe, but it should be a light that we have we have a hasaga on Ezra Sashem. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.